The Holy Gospel according to John chapter 5, verses 9 through 17. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel indeed comes from St. John chapter 15, 9 through 17, and it can be found on page 1677 of your Pew Bible. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, and if you do what I command, I would no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Have you, anyone here, given a, a presentation? Now, I know you have, so I'll take you back. When you were in school, did they ever have uh, book reports? Yeah? Did they have, did you have uh, current events? Now I might be getting into kind of the 60s when I was in grade school, but current events, uh, uh, I got to, you know, get the scissors out and uh, trim up my dad's uh, Oakland Tribune or the San Francisco Chronicle, one or the other, and uh, to bring in a current event. Did you ever do that? And, and uh, when you were, were doing it, did, did you ever feel like this was really important what I'm doing or did you just kind of feel like "Mm, I don't know I'm just sort of beating air out there how did you feel you don't have to answer that of course it would take too long for everyone to do it but how did that make you feel 
Did you feel like you were speaking from your own knowledge or did in your, in your presentation, did, did something come over you maybe and, and you really nailed it about the Oakland A's destroying the San Francisco Giants in a by the bay, okay, now I'm showing my prejudice. How did you feel? Today we're going to focus on uh, the book of Acts in Acts chapter 10 and Peter. And uh, Peter was speaking. This is something that, um, that John uh, Calvin actually said. I, I'm, I'm quoting him, but he says, For as Peter was speaking, God poured out his spirit to show that he does not send teachers for the purpose of beating the air with the sound of empty words but so that he might work powerfully through what they say and quicken their words by the power of his spirit for the salvation of the godly. He's speaking, God's word has power. The gospel has power. The power to change hearts. The power to to call those home. This is a sticky wicket, but as Lutherans, we're not worried about doing that. But the elect, people go, well, I don't think that that's very fair, that God knows that some people aren't going to make it to heaven. It's almost like they're predisposed. A gentleman that I struggled with for a long time, but finally understood him, his name was Gerhard Ferdy. (laughs) He talked about many things. One is theology is for proclamation. He even said this, you want to know who the elect are? Preach the gospel. And those that respond are the elect. And those that do not are not. Peter had such a day as he spoke in Gentiles. I want to remind you this also. All of chapter 10 of of Acts shows God at work. It's really an exciting chapter. And, and if you're, if you're a, a lover of reading and, and of, of uh, maybe, I don't know, mystery novels or anything, this is God's plot. He is the author of his plot, and he's laying it out for us. And there's some players in there. And what I particularly loved was Peter and the rest that have witnessed this uh, incredible, incredible dispersion. God gives the Holy Spirit even to Gentiles. Did you hear that? Even to Gentiles. Maybe that doesn't have the full effect on us because we is Gentiles, right? (laughs) State University, California, Chico. We are in Gentiles. We are the ones. We also have been given that gift by our Father it, it exemplifies the wideness of God's mercy. And we get little hints of that all through the gospel. I mean, for God so loved the, right, not the Jews. I mean, he does love the Jews, but not just the Jews, right? The whole world, that whosoever, and you're a whosoever, And there's a lot of whosoever's out there that whosoever should believe. It's amazing to see the entourage that Peter had. Gosh, I wish I could could have been there. I mean, how many were there? 
Were they in their fine robes? What were they doing? Were they far removed from uh, the temple or were they uh, down to earth? Were they transparent? Were they relatable? I think so. But they were also prejudiced. Well, you better explain that, Pastor Ken. Well, here's what happened. The Holy Spirit is poured out to the Gentiles. And we see in them a predilection to want to reserve God's grace for only those whom we approve. Didn't Peter do that? Peter is up praying and God comes to him in a vision. Oh no, Lord, I can't eat that. I'm a good Jewish kid. <laughs> God proves him wrong. God sent Peter to Cornelius. Cornelius' whole family was baptized. They were given the Holy Spirit. His entourage, Peter, they saw this. They were amazed. Even Gentiles got the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit from which they received. Even Gentiles got the Holy Spirit, God's grace in action. That same Spirit that caused Christ to arise on the third day. The same Spirit that lives in you was the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. The same Spirit that Paul or that Peter's entourage were amazed at and saw the Gentiles speaking in tongues. Same Spirit, God's gift, God's grace. And Peter even says, who are we to withhold baptism? It says, for they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. And then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? I wonder if some of them are thinking, well, yeah, I mean, they're Gentiles. We don't, we don't go after those people. He saved up on the cross. It was like, hey, yeah, abide in me and, and you're in me except for you. Oh, and that guy over there. Oh, and that whole group. They're from the north. Or they're from the south. Or they're from the east. Or they're from the west. Or they have this color hair. Or they have that color hair. Or they do this. Or they used to be that. Or they know somebody. We know They're just not the right people. Do we do that? Do we have prejudice and bias toward or against certain folks that in regarding to their eligibility for God's grace? I'll answer that. Of course we do. And I do too. I am just like you. I said this last week. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Do I withhold my grace and do I withhold my forgiveness? I have. I do. Let me ask you this. Has any of you uh, ever been forgiving of, uh, forgiven of something great? I think everyone's hand should go up on that. <laughs> yeah. But have you ever forgiven somebody? Yes, Lord. Have you ever forgiven somebody of something that was so egregious, something that pierced your heart? 
Something that crushed your spirit. Maybe it even caused you to not uh, trust in the Lord anymore. Maybe it was one of those things that was perpetrated on you by another Christian that was so bad. I know, not you, D. That's why Jesus loves you most in here, and so do I. Have, have you ever forgiven somebody much? Have you ever been forgiven by somebody for much? Now, this is the one where I can say yes. Have I forgiven somebody for much? Yeah, I have. And then sometimes when I see him, I go, that's... All of a sudden, I'm back to the races. I'm right where I was. I take that forgiveness and all the, as Paul would say, icky stuff, and I rub myself with it and go, yeah, that was really stinky what they did to me. Oh, that stinks. I don't leave it at the cross. That's my nature but I have been forgiven by people let me tell you that is a gift that keeps on giving boy that's kind of a silly thing but it is a gift that keeps on giving as I was preparing this I was thinking about this one person in particular that I had to ask for forgiveness and he forgave me and I think of that often Man, that was big of him. Because I was wrong. And he had every right to just, no. Do you have anyone in your world like that? Have, have you received forgiveness like that from somebody walking? Well, you know you do by your baptism from the Heavenly Father, and that's, that is really... Uh, the whole point that in this water we died a death like his and, and in this water we rose in a resurrection like his and in this water we are sealed by the spirit marked by the cross in our baptism so who are we to withhold forgiveness when we see the opportunity not any better than withholding baptism for you know well yeah, I'll baptize you, but gosh, you know, the forgiveness part, that's between you and God, because I certainly can not. I'm not. It sounds like an indictment, and it is. It's an indictment of our flesh. It's an indictment of um, who we are as people. It's also a celebration of who we are as people, because despite knowing us in our nature and our flesh that, that says, I have the right to be mad and offended, and I'm going to hold on to it, is the same person, the same child that, that God the Father came to and says, I love you, and yet while you were still sinners, I had a plan for you. I knew you before you were born. I knew you as you, I knitted you in your mother's womb. I have a gift for you. It's the Holy Spirit. I have a gift for you. It's my son. I have a gift for you that's already secured, but you're not going to experience it yet. It's called eternal life with me. But in the meantime, here's some things that I created you to do. And don't worry about what they are or how they work because I'll identify them and they will grow out of you naturally like fruit. And that you will share this. And one of the things you will share is the gospel good news to a world and to a people that need to know it. How do I do that? Do I, do I open up Romans and, and walk the path to Rome with people? Do I go to Galatians? Do I, do I quote what pastor did this morning in Acts 10? No. 
Well, you can, but sometimes you don't have that much time. How about you love one another? How about, how about you come alongside and listen to one another? How about we come alongside and we forgive and put things in the past? Because each and every week when, I, when, when we, we, we listen to this proclamation, the first part of it is, and I asked you this last week, do you need Jesus? Okay, good. We're all on board. Yes, I need Jesus. And, and, and do you know that Jesus is here right now? And do you know that he's in you, his Holy Spirit is in you right now that was given to you in baptism? And, and when I go, I'm not going to say ta-da, but I will. Ta-da, here's Jesus in the sacrament meeting you, a sinner, as you come and you're holding hands with other sinners who have just had their sins forgiven in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Here's, here's Jesus, Come. Everyone, we're having a party, a family reunion. We're all going to be holding hands and hanging out in heaven for a long, long time. We ought to start getting along now. Right? We need to start inviting people now. Dude, I know where. Sorry. (laughs) I can't help it. Dude, I know where great free food is. And it's tasty. And your table mates are wonderful. Come and see. And share with you the hope that we all have, that is found in Jesus. And here is Jesus. In our proclamation this morning, (laughs) we hear of what he has done for us. In this resurrection season that we are celebrating, we know what he did. Therefore, there is no power on earth that is above him. His name is the only name that saves. His name is the name above death, above doubt, above unrepentance above unforgiveness because he is all of those things and he has wrapped you in it i can't do it pastor yeah you can i shared this with you a little while ago and i have promised i'm going to close this out it's 9 38 you ever try to take something from a two-year-old that they don't want to give up right you're laughing how about from a puppy (laughs) <laughs> I got that experience right now, two of them. You ever try to take something from a puppy that they, first of all, they run, and then, and like the two-year-old, you know, I submit to you that our <laughs> hurts, habits, and hang-ups are like that tennis shoe that the puppy has or the crayon that the two-year-old has and just rode all over the wall. Ask me how I know. I submit that that is exactly like that which is holding us back from full joy. That God is telling you, let it go. The Holy Spirit is telling you, let it go. The Pastor Ken is telling you, let it go and love one another. In the name of Jesus, amen.